0: Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, August 1st, 2005. Hi, this is Michael Ozan. Welcome to today's show. For those of you long-time listeners, we're on our seventh show by now. You know that Manager Tools is a podcast focused on providing you specific tools for improving your managerial skills and thereby improving your organizational performance. Now, we don't like to talk a lot about theory, but rather on specific behaviors, and today's show is no exception. Today, we're going to start a short two- or three-part series on how to improve the effectiveness of meetings. Before you start, however, we have a number of tools or documents on the website that you might just want to go look at. In addition to a rather detailed outline of what we're going to discuss today, you'll also find a meeting agenda template that incorporates the topics we're we're going to discuss on today's show. Just go to www.manager-tools.com and you can download those tools from the tools section. So without further ado, uh, let's get on with it. Well, welcome everybody to to Manager Tools. Today, I got a special treat. I have a guest here in these Michael Ozan Studios in Burke, Virginia. <laughs> like you all, all the welcome, Mark Horseman. Hi, guys. Mark, how you doing? Good, Mike. We're um, we're actually together. This will be the first, I think, the first podcast we did uh, we've done with uh, when we're both in the same yeah. room. So all the others have been so, by phone. This should be uh, interesting. Mark and I will actually uh, be able to look at each other as we're as we're talking, which is going to be.
1: Whether we we want to or not.
0: Whether we want to, yes. Um, So I think today we're going to talk about why meetings don't work. This is going to be your get-out-of-jail-free card. I think most people's experience on meetings is not a good one. And we're going to talk about today a little bit on how we're going to be able to to improve that for you. Uh, Before we do that, though, let's do a little housekeeping. We have a couple emails and posts on the blog that uh, we'd like to
1: answer. First one was from Greg. Greg. Um, Greg had a couple of great questions, really appreciated his email, and in fact, Greg was one of the ones that said he's going to refer us to friends, isn't that right? Yeah, some
0: of his fellow managers. Greg, shout course. out
1: to you. Thank you. We appreciate you doing that. Uh, if we're providing you value, we hope that you'll share us with other folks. One thing Greg did say is that he, he felt like he didn't have good handwriting and so he could type much faster. I just want to caution everybody again. Please don't be caught typing in your one-on-ones. Whether whether it's fast or not, whether it's neater or not, it sends a very bad signal. We have tried it many, many times, and almost every manager says they get negative feedback about it. And, in fact, the purpose of one-on-ones is not about you. It's not about making it easy for you. It's about making it better for your direct reports. And they don't like you typing because they may, in fact, think that you're answering emails. Believe it or not, I know you're not but they think you are, and typing takes away from their perception of your listening, and their perception is everything. Uh, Greg asked another question. He had two directs, I think, wasn't that that it? He has
0: two directs and seven total people in the organization. Seven
1: folks that report to those two? Right, right. Okay, and and Greg said, hey, listen, because I don't have that many, and because I'm going to be involved in their annual review or at least setting their salaries, I want to reach down and go ahead and do one-on-ones with not only my two directs, but all seven of their directs. Well, I think it was this
0: question, whether yeah. or not he should be doing one-on-ones with his directs right. or yeah. with, the entire team of seven people. I think one person had a couple people working for him, and the other team leader had three people working
1: for him. My general answer to that is no. There are exceptions. I mean, there really are exceptions. But generally speaking, the answer is no. If you want to develop your directs, the thing to do is spend a month doing one-on-ones with them, teach them the format, and then expect them to do the one-on-ones with their folks. Now, they can still do skip levels. Greg can still do skip levels and and get with his folks maybe once a month, get everybody together, or do some some skip level one-on-one. Maybe bre- breakfast or lunch or something like that. That's great. We want to increase the communication, but generally, you don't want to send a message to your directs that this is a powerful format. But I don't trust you with it.
0: Right, or or set up a situation where the guys at the very bottom are going to feel like uh, they have a route around right. their leaders, or the the team leaders feel that right. you know they're they're continually being questioned, second guessed by. Their subordinates. My boss knows
1: more about my team than I do. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. And, and it's generally a fallacy to say, well, I'm involved in their annual review or their salary determination, so therefore I want to be involved, because generally. A couple of people up the chain of command are going to be involved in the salary decisions. Even at the middle, upper levels, it's not one person above that gets to make the final choice. So it's the person who actually writes the annual review, I think, is where we start with who should be doing it. And if I, if you ask Mike, let's say Mike in this situation reports to Mark, if Mike would say, yeah, Mark's my boss, then Mark is the one that that Mike should be having a one-on-one with. If Mark reports to Greg, Greg may want to, but generally we'd say, no, let Mike and Mark do the one-on-one. Um, and then the last question you asked was, you know, sometimes we hire consultants or contractors before we staff right. up and go full time with somebody. Should I have one on ones with them? Uh, and the answer to that is yes, as well. If they contribute to your team's success, yes, you want to have one on ones with them sometimes we can get away with doing those every other week. Although if they're sitting right alongside my team and they're doing essentially the same work and they're as critical as anybody else, I would say do it as often as the people on your direct, uh, who, who are employees, with an exception that because you usually wouldn't talk about their future careers with them, I would go ahead and make the half hour, 15 minutes for them and then 15 minutes for you. And it would be much more project and work focused. You still want to know their kids' names. You still want to get to know them. But it's a little bit different because, of course, you're not talking about their five-year career plans and how you can develop and what kind of resources are available in the company to help them grow in their career.
0: Right, and they'll be you'll want to be cognizant of of uh, treating your contractors different than your employees. I'll go back to the the Microsoft Microsoft suit. So there's some things, but I wouldn't that you'd want to treat uh, employees different than contractors. But I wouldn't use this to make that distinction. Exactly. As long as you're you want we're talking about work. focus and yeah. you want performance from these folks you're going to have to give them feedback just like like you would employees as
1: as an external contractor i i am amazed at how many times i'm working with three or four other people facilitating them leveraging them they're leveraging me in my background and so on and the boss is me with them and not with me and i absolutely feel left out of the loop and i'm actually providing significant value to the tune of half a two hundred thousand dollars worth of Uh, consulting services in a year or even in six months and i'm not in the loop on some stuff yeah and they say well you're an external person we can't teach you that i said you know i have the salaries of every single person in the company on my laptop i have the corporate strategy i have the human resources strategy what are you keeping from me right right. now i don't mean to say i'm not a disgruntled external resource at all i'm just saying that that, that's a good reason the contractors consultants are going to enjoy that connection with you as well
0: right right okay and then we got another note from uh, the Contrarian. The I was, Contrarian, I, I, love, love I love that.
1: It. Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, he sent a note saying that, uh, you know, it, the feedback method takes practice. He gave an example of uh, somebody had done something he didn't like, and he went up and told them, hey, thanks a lot. And he kind he of got, got a little short with them, and they came back and, uh, and, and, and said, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry I ticked you off, but the end result was less than a great feeling. And it's because he knew intellectually the feedback model, But in the heat of the moment, he may say something a little bit sharp, a little bit direct that's more about the person and more about how he's feeling rather than about uh, the employee. So to the contrarian, I'll tell you, you're not alone. I teach the feedback model, and I still slip sometimes. And what I find is a little bit of practice over and over and over again, even on small things, particularly on good positive feedback, where it's easier to think about because you're not so emotionally engaged in the negativity. Um, practice, 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 and it gets to be second nature. And then when you really need to do it, you flow right into it and it works real well. But it's right. right. Practice is everything.
0: Yeah, and it's it, as long as you, if you think that management skills are natural, there's natural leaders or. Boring mm-hmm. leaders or, or not. If you if you start you fall into that trap then you'll you'll get a little concerned the fact that you didn't get it at the right time. But you know, I used to, to compete in Taekwondo and the first tournament I went to, I didn't do terribly. Terribly well, really. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> we know yeah. how
1: great a manager you are, so yeah.
0: But we're shocked. But if I had thought that it was supposed to come natural and didn't right. didn't practice, I'd, well, I'd never I, get better. I'm working with
1: a billion dollar consulting firm now. The CEO is a client. I'm working with a number of his directs, and we'll probably roll something out. And they have they have specific ways to engage their clients. They have ways to build their clients. They have formal accounting procedures. They have formal billing procedures. They have formal logistical and travel procedures. They have ways to create uh, bids and proposals, and they have all kinds of things and they do not have a management protocol, how they interact, how they develop their own talent. Um, And essentially, feedback is just one of those tools in the management protocol toolbox, if you will, and we've got to get good at that, um, at those basics, if we really want to deliver for clients or whatever the case might be.
0: Good. All right. Um, We had some other feedback, and we'll get to those on on a future show, but for the sake of time here, We'll um move on to uh meetings. Yeah. And we we've joked about kind of being your this being your get out of jail free card, but <laughs> but you know, if, like everybody here on this call, I think we've 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 sat in our meetings that are not terribly effective, seem like a waste of time, and you just wish you were anywhere else but this jail of a of a meeting. So so you Why do you think mean, meetings work,
1: though? i I, I, t- I got to tell you, the, the, the thing that's amazing is how often I read in technology articles about trios and blackberries and everything else. And what everybody talks about is putting them underneath the desk at meetings. It, oh, it's just a given. It, it's no longer even a, the, it, it's a joke. It, the fact is, everybody knows meetings are unproductive, and so we're playing Tetris, or we're sending email, or we're responding to an SMS message oh, on our phone.
0: People don't even put them under... Oh, that's the right, no, right. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, nobody. Yeah. Or, or
1: a teleconference. I'm amazed how often I, I'm in somebody's office. I'm put on a teleconference with a client. We've got five or six different offices all around the country. We've got 15 people, all of whom are making $100,000 a year and up. And we're on mute the entire time. And I'm talking to my client about something totally separate. I said, aren't we supposed to be on the teleconference? said, Yeah, these things are terrible. I said, well, yeah, the reason they're terrible is everybody's got it on mute. Why doesn't somebody step up and actually contribute, deliver, Follow the agenda if there is one, which there ever is, of course. Um,
0: you want to know? You want to know a secret for f- figuring how effective your meeting and how well people yeah, are go paying ahead, attention? Tell, tell me. Is assuming everybody's not on mute. Is just listen for the number of IM instant messenger chimes in the background.
1: Ooh, Especially now, if you're the good. one if
0: you're the one talking, and all of a sudden you hear all these IMs going around. Ding, 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 generally, you know you yeah, said something not a little, not, not too yeah, bright, not
1: so good. <laughs> yeah, I- I'll tell you another thing, Too people always come late. It, it amazes me. Look, the meeting is supposed to be at 8, be there on time. I think some of it's a little bit of a power thing. I don't have to be at your 8 o'clock meeting. I can show up at eight ten, and you don't have enough power to get me in trouble. Uh, that That's one thing. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, and, and then what else? People leave early. Or even worse, of course, and then only they arrive late, but then the meeting is supposed to be an hour long, and it runs an hour and a half. It's like, wait a minute, I have another meeting to go to. Is that why I'm late to the previous meeting? Because I had another meeting that kept me late. Right, Exactly. Time, just the whole issue of time drives me crazy. Well, sometimes
0: people just, you know, it drives me crazy when people, you're having a meeting, it's important, and people are not contributing. You have 10 people in the room, and two people are doing all the talking, yeah, and yeah. you know there's better ideas out yeah. there. So people need to learn how to contribute and, as well. And then
1: there are some people who are ready to contribute, and then there's a couple people who just want to make it a soapbox, and blah, 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 And, and they don't get to talk to anybody anywhere else any other time, and so they use the meeting as a way to over-communicate, and uh, it's frustrating. And the number of times I've been in meetings where... The purpose was not clear, and so literally nothing got done. I right. mean, how many meetings, I would bet 30% of the meetings, nobody has a clear idea of what actually happened in the meeting, whether it was a report or a discussion or a decision or whatever else. Nobody seems to know, and therefore nobody can figure out whether or not you right. achieve what you're supposed to achieve.
0: Pretty, uh, so. pretty important to understand what the outcome of the meeting is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and then there's just too many of them. Do you feel like you're going to meetings all the time?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, not in my not in my company because yeah. we do things different, right. <laughs> differently. No, but it's you're right. There's too many of it. Well, it's because we didn't get done what we need to get done the first meeting, so we have yeah. another meeting, and we'll I, I will probably talk about some reasons why that is. But yeah. yeah,
1: I think people go in. You know, if you told somebody we're going to make a decision in this meeting, I think people would show up just to see whether or not you could actually do what you said you're going to do. Because most other meetings, we don't even we don't even. Nobody gives a reason for what the meeting is. Like, gosh, do I have to go to that? And if it's not compelling, I got seven other things to do. I got email. I got voicemail. I got a boss who wants me to do this or that or the other thing. I'm not going to go. And
0: if you have such low expectations going to the meeting, the yeah, your, your willingness to contribute and participate is just goes exactly. through the the bottom. And we never and we never improve them. And we right. don't have a, we don't have a format for them, so they just they it just. One bad meeting after another.
1: And I think if you think about it from a productivity perspective, like you and I both like the book Getting Things Done, and it talks about personal productivity. If you look at group productivity and you, go to, you look at meetings, it, is a, it would be astounding to any alien productivity consultant to say, you guys spend this much time in meetings and no, there's no protocol, there's no process, there's no agreed upon way of doing it. I mean, when it comes to pay, everybody expects to get their pay every two weeks or every month. And there's a way of doing it, and it gets done. And it's you know the same it way doesn't. every time. And, and you no know doubt. if it doesn't get done because people scream bloody murder. You know, we ought to have the same thing for meetings, as important as they are, because clearly we're doing a lot of them. If we're doing a lot of something that's not important, we're really off track. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, we admit it. Meetings are important. Fine, we're going to have them. Let's do them Right. Right. Okay. And
0: doing them right is—it's easy. There are oh, there are ten yeah. things that you need to do. We're gonna—we're right. ta- not gonna talk about all ten today because we probably won't get through it. We're gonna right. talk about five of them today, and we'll talk about the next five on the next podcast. Possibly we'll do, we may need to do a third podcast to cover some questions that that may get directed to us at our email questions. We'll or get posted on the, on on the website. But right. so there's gonna be at least two shows, possibly a third. But ten things pre-publishing agenda.
1: Number got, one. Got to have an agenda, right?
0: Start on time. Yep. Set some ground rules at the this beginning. Is, yeah,
1: this is something that most people know about setting on starting on time, but the ground rules thing really powerful. Yeah, really we, powerful.
0: we're going to talk a little bit right. more about that. Stick to the agenda. Right. Use a parking lot. Parking lot? What? Yeah.
1: Some yeah. people call it a bin,
0: but... Yeah. I like parking lot. Yeah. Fix responsibilities. This That's kind my personal favorite. What, who, when. Okay. Right. Finish on time. Right. That is as important as starting on time. Yep. Otherwise, people will not participate. Right. Publish the minutes. Continuously improve. You got to create a policy, a procedure for improving every once in meeting a while, performance. Taking a look and right. getting okay. a getting a facilitator. Right. Those ten things. Right. Today we're going to talk about the first five. Right. Okay. So first one: pre an agenda. I assume that meeting name,
1: start start okay. and stop times. Sure. And you know what, Mike? Uh, let's just mention here. Um, we're gonna go ahead and post some of this stuff to the website afterwards so that by the time people get this podcast, isn't that the plan? Yeah, we'll but listen to the podcast.
0: We'll create we'll we'll create an outline of what we've covered what here. Because it's gonna be a lot. Right. So we'll we'll create right. a, a PowerPoint or some kind of documentation that you can go to the website. By the time they listen to it, we'll have it up there.
1: And some people are already grabbing our documents and putting them on their websites too. They're saying thank you, but so please come and get it and use it how you see fit. If it makes your meetings better, that's why we're doing it Absolutely. Here at com. Um, yeah, I'll tell you. And, and uh, we'll also have a, a sample agenda, an agenda template. So it'll make it real easy to do an agenda. I, I will tell you this. Here's the mistake people make in agendas. And if you get past this, the rest of it's really pretty easy. We'll go through what an, what an agenda actually has on it. But here's the fundamental mistake. Most people's agendas have two columns. Okay, They have time and they have, uh, or I'm sorry, they don't have time. They have item and they have owner. Like, for instance, if you're supposed to cover A and I'm supposed to cover B, that is not an agenda. An agenda that says we're going to talk about four things is not an agenda. An agenda is items and a time associated with them. Yep. Okay. Now, what people then do next is they go, oh, okay, well, good, I need to put a duration on there. And so they put a t- they put an item and a duration, and that's a mistake as well. So let's walk through how to do the right, uh, what are the basic things to put on an agenda. And it's really simple, it's always one page long, you don't wanna make, and we're talking about the vast majority of business meetings that last an hour, 90 minutes at the most, okay? We'll talk more about time later. But basically, you gotta have the meeting name, and if it's not a standing meeting, like weekly one-on-one or, or standing morning meeting or monthly update or CEO's update or staff meeting, the weekly staff meeting, there are, it can be something as simple as decision on Project X. Whatever the case might be, you, you put a meeting name. You put the start and stop time up at the top. It's going to start at 9. It's going to finish at 10. Uh, you put the location, and if you need to put directions on there, great. If it, it could be as simple as conference room C. If everybody in your team is coming to the meeting, everybody knows where conference room C is, fine. But all too often, we leave the location off, and then, of course, right. somebody's coming from somewhere else, and they don't know where the conference room is, or they don't know where the meeting is because you didn't put a location down. You ought to put the leader on it, who's running it. And if, you, if we do use a facilitator, which we recommend, that you put the facilitator as well um, – you put the attendees, so everybody knows who else is coming. Um, sometimes people don't know why they're being invited to the meeting, but, it, but if they see the attendees and say, oh, we're working on some projects together, that'd be a good one for me to go to because I see their names on it as well. And then for each item on the agenda, there are three key pieces of that, that information. Uh, it is a start time. The item itself, what you're going to do, discuss, decide, whatever, and then an owner. In most meetings that we have, let's say a weekly team meeting, for instance, let's say every Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon at 3 o'clock, it would not surprise me if Mike is the team leader if 7 out of 10 items or 5 out of 7 items have Mike as the owner. That's fine. At some point, you'll begin to de- delegate more, and people on your team will have ownership of individual items. But but I really wouldn't get too tied around the axle around the owner issue. The thing that people miss so often is the start time of an item. So I'll give you an example. At 8 o'clock, welcome to the meeting. And it says Mike. Let's, we're going to pretend in this particular example that Mike's the owner. 8.05, item one, decide deadline for Project X. Mike is still the owner. Now, it said 8.05. What we assume from that is that the welcome is done at 8.05. Okay? You don't put down the welcome last 5 minutes over on the right. You put the start time for the welcome. It's the same o'clock. thing. Same thing, isn't it? No, well, it technically is the same thing, but it's but it sends a funny message. If you put down a bunch of durations on the right, Mike, here's what happens. People start doing math about 25 minutes into the meeting. Okay, that was supposed to take 4, but it took 7. This was supposed to take 3, but it took 9. This was and they literally you see them almost using mental calculators about where are we in the meeting? You should be able to look at your agenda, and every single time you look at the agenda and the clock and you think about what you're talking about, you should know exactly where you are in the meeting. Because if the first thing takes 55 minutes and it was only supposed to take 10, that doesn't mean you're going to give the rest of the meeting time to all those. You're not going to give all those other times to those items. You're going to be done at 2 o'clock, or in this case, if we start at 2, it's going to be done at 3. So if you're over by five minutes, if it's 8.07 and you're still on the welcome... You're over. And somebody right. needs to stand up and say, hey, time out. We're, we're over on the welcome. Are we going to get to item right. number one?
0: When you're down on item five, if you, if you just right. have durations, it's hard. It's exactly. just like a, You know I've, I fly. I'm a pilot. Yes. You right. do a flight plan on each of your, each of your waypoints. Right. You have an expected time you're going to be there. It's not all durations. You have yeah. an expected time. Okay, yeah. Right? So, so if
1: you're three minutes behind, you know you're three minutes behind. Now, if it says 810 and you're supposed to be moving on to item number three and you're still on item two, you might choose to give it one more minute. But you're taking a minute away from something else. I don't know what that thing is. You might say, okay, we're gonna we're finishing this one up. Or even better, you're gonna say, we're gonna stop now because we're not gonna get there, and ten more minutes is not gonna solve our problem. And you stick to the agenda. We'll talk about sticking to the agenda later. But each item has a start time, an item, what you're doing, the action you're taking, and then the owner. Again, I wouldn't get too wrapped around the axe about the owner on a team meeting or mini meetings, it can have the every single item could have the same owner. Okay, But you ought to get in the habit of having that owner on there. And then the key thing is that start time. And the next item's start time is the finish time for the previous agenda item. Simple as that. That's it. And then you want to have... Uh, you want to have it distributed promptly. Um, If it's a standing meeting and it's the same agenda every time, you can send it out a day or two before or even a couple hours before. But handing people an agenda when they walk into a meeting is a way to ensure that it's going to take more time. Absolutely. So sending out a day in advance. Now, I know there are people out there going, I don't have time to go to meetings as it is, and you want me to send out agendas in advance? The problem is nobody's prepared for the agenda. You start sending out that agenda in advance, your meetings will finish on time.
0: And you'll get the objective met.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you yeah, won't have to meet.
0: So you won't have to meet again. Exactly. Now, agendas for every meeting. Are there Are there circumstances where I don't need an agenda?
1: Sure. I mean, there are some meetings. You know, uh, we recommend, and this is part of our overall manager tools protocol of how to manage your folks and manage your time that you should have for instance a stand-up meeting with your admin if you have an admin i don't you don't need an agenda published for that but you ought to have a standing deal that is 50 minutes long and the five for 10 minutes you go over the calendar and for five minutes you talk about big issues that you may need help with and uh, and your assistant may need help from you with um that that's a, a very simple kind of short um but is official it agenda. it is an agenda it, it is just it's just, just not published in advance and sent right, out because right. the meeting is only two people um uh, on the other hand, um, a, a longer meeting, an hour-long meeting, absolutely, I, I would have it. Almost anything. At Intel, which does meetings exceptionally well, um, they have a rule that if there's not an agenda and you don't know why you're there and you can't be sure of what the purpose of the meeting is, you don't have to go. And you've got carte blanche to not go. So they really reinforce that by saying, there's got to be an agenda. you got to explain to me why I'm going to be there because I have got I'm, I could be effective somewhere else and you got to show me how I contribute. So I believe that's a better way to treat. That's a good rule. Yeah, really good.
0: I would have had a lot less meetings.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So okay, so that's an agenda. We covered. Feel good about agenda? Yeah, it's great. Okay, good.
0: So next, so next next point we said was got to start on time.
1: Yeah. Um, You know it's amazing. People say, well, people come to the meeting late. I'll tell you a story. Very brief. Client called me once. Said, Mark, I got a meeting that starts at nine fifteen every morning, and it used to start at eight o'clock, and I'd really like, you know, we got a problem. Everybody's showing up at like nine thirty. I said, "Well, why are you starting at nine 15? Well, it used to start at eight o'clock, and we moved it back to eight fifteen. But everybody started because everybody was showing up at eight fifteen, and then the people started showing up at eight thirty. I said, "Oh my gosh!" He says, "What do we do?" I said, "That's easy. Start the meeting next week at eight o'clock." He says, "Well, nobody'll be there." I said, "Well, heck, nobody's there now. What, <laughs> what, what difference does it make?" Send out a note saying you're going to start at eight o'clock. Send out an agenda. Tell them what you're going to do. When they don't show up until eight fifteen, say, "Gee, nobody was here, so I covered everything. We're done. Here's your assignments. Here's how it works." Actually step up, start the meeting on time, whether there's nobody there or not, and then close the meeting when nobody's there after five or ten minutes. People will get the message. Yeah. They'll start showing up on time. Yeah. And you know what? They did that. The next week, nobody was there. Everybody complained. And the following week, he started at eight, and magically, everybody was there on time. And they grumbled for a week, and then they got over it. Whereas they had been doing this for about six months, and they had been moving back in 15-minute increments the whole time. Everybody laughing at the boss. Yeah, a little
0: pain judiciously applied.
1: Yes, yeah. Um <laughs> Okay, so what you do is you start precisely on time. Now, this means you have to be a little bit early. I mean, you have to be a few minutes early. You can't walk in at 2 o'clock and say, hey, guys, okay, let me just rearrange my stuff here. I just came from meeting with the boss. I want to rearrange this. Give me just a minute. No, that's inappropriate. There are six people or 10 people who work for you, and they're going to all stand and watch you shuffle papers. Unacceptable. So you have to be 5 or 10 minutes early. And when the clock says 2 o'clock, you look up and you say, we're starting. Now people say to me, "Gee, what? You know, what if somebody important's not there?" Well, we're going to let it go. We're we're going to start on time. And if they say, "Well, we can't do anything without Bob," well, Bob's the second person on the agenda. We're going to skip Bob's item and we're going to go to Jerry, and then we're going to go to Terry, and then we're going to Jane, and then we're going to go to Danny. Simple as that. Um, And people say, "Well, gosh, you know, what what are we going to? What happens? What if? Well, if Bob's not there, I'm going to give Bob some feedback if he reports to me." You know, why aren't you at, you know, when you don't come to meetings, here's what happens. We miss stuff that you need to report on. I really like to hear from you. We waste a lot of the team's time and so on. All you have to do is three or four meetings that you run, start them precisely on time. And everybody who works around, who comes to that meeting will start showing up on time. It'll also point out those people who don't get the culture that you want to be respectful of their time. That That's one of the reasons you start on time is you're respectful of everybody's time, not just yours, that it will make more clear who's being late because they want to be late because every adult in a major corporation or in a small corporation or running a restaurant or anything else today, they know when and where they're supposed to be and they're choosing to be somewhere else. Now they may be with a customer. They may choose to be late and that's fine. We're not going to chastise them for that if they make an intelligent decision. But if they're just at their desk working on something and, oh, I forgot after three or four meetings, we want to give them some feedback. Hey, when you're not on time, it affects team performance because we're all in a meeting. Um, Never, ever, ever wait, even if there's one other person in the room. You say, well, we're going to start. We know they're smart people. We care about them, and they're not here. We're going to start, and we're going to do the best we can. And pretty soon, in every single situation I've ever consulted on meeting effectiveness, you start on time. People start showing up on time. You never wait, period. Um, Now, what do you do about latecomers? You know, Let's let's say we've got 10 people in a meeting, and seven of them are there. And so three people are going to stream in at 5, 10, and 15 minutes late, for instance. My recommendation on that, Mike, is to ignore them, just to ignore them. We don't point them out. We don't try to make them feel bad because that's not really feedback. That's just embarrassment. And we're not, you know what? Management is not about embarrassment. That's not the way to inflict pain on people, if you will. Um, but if they're late, I assume that they had a good reason for being late. If they set up a pattern, I'm going to give them some feedback about their pattern. But basically, they come in, and I don't want to focus on them. I want to focus on the work. I might say, "How hey, Bob, come on in, but that's it. Now, what about the co-chair of the meeting or the boss who says, why don't you catch me up a little bit? I'm sorry I'm late. Why don't you catch me up? What do you think we should do about that?
0: Oh, that's, that's that's an interesting one. Your
1: boss comes in, and she's 15 minutes late. She says, okay, catch me up.
0: Well, first thing i do is I'd, I'd, I'd beg off a little bit and say, hey, can I catch you up after the meeting or sure. something along those lines. Now, right. you can't disrespect him in the meeting. So if the person insists on being caught up, then you're going to catch him up.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Actually, I can disrespect him in a meeting. No, then, okay. I have many times. <laughs> <Yeah>. My <laughs> boss comes in and says, I'm sorry I'm late. i like to catch up. You know what? We'll do that at the break or we'll do that at the end of the meeting. Right now we're on item number three. We're doing this. I'm doing it. And I have never had a boss ever chew my butt for that. Really? Yeah, never. Not once. And we're talking pretty senior people. You know, they're making half a million dollars a year, and I'm just a lowly consultant on the outside. Just saying, you know, this is the way we're going to do it. What they actually do is they appreciate the respect you're showing everybody else in the room. And the vast majority of bosses are not arrogant enough to think that time ought to stop for them. There are some that are that way, and you may be forced. They may say, I'm sorry, I'm going to ask everybody to leave while I chew your tail. Okay. You take your tail chewing, and then you say, all right, I'll remember to catch up. And then maybe you give them some feedback. You see whether or not they can tolerate some feedback. Hey, when you're late to meetings, here's what happens. Everybody sits around and watches a spar back and forth about who's going to run the meeting, when in fact, it's pretty obvious, it's my meeting. Um... Nevertheless, um, I would say ignore them and don't catch them up and catch them up on a break or, or at the end of the meeting. If it's an hour-long meeting, you're not going to have a break, and so catch them up at the end of the meeting. And then give if they report to you, give them some feedback. Hey, I'm sorry we can't catch you up. And, you know, may I give you some feedback? When you come in late, it takes me more time to give you feedback at the end of the meeting because you didn't come in on time. Yeah. It sounds like we have a little difference of opinion. Yeah, I can see a little look on your face. Oh boy, I don't know. That's I, uh, I think there's gonna I, I'll tell you what, I'll the team have. will love you. The team will go to hell and back for the manager who says to the boss, I'm sorry we're not gonna do that right now. We're on track on the meeting, we wanna stay on track on the meeting. I bet you they do it. Mm. Team would love it.
0: Uh you know, Mike's I don't know. Obviously you can tell by looking at me. I'm yeah. I'm a little uncomfortable because oh, okay. I found that um if I put my boss in a embarrassing show, I've lost Trust. I've embarrassed them in front of my subordinates, or in front of their peers, or in front of their subordinates. And how, and how did
1: you embarrass them?
0: By highlighting their their failure to show up at the meeting. No, time. no,
1: I'm not going to highlight them. I'm going to ignore them. If they come bustling in, unless they're the critical part of the meeting.
0: Oh, oh I'd absolutely ignore. It. I wouldn't. I wouldn't stop and say, "Oh, Bob, thanks for joining the meeting. Let me catch up on where we are." No, I would. Right. I would just continue to drive on. Continue driving. Well, I think on the where meeting. we were disagreeing yeah. is if if my boss asked me to catch them up. To deny yeah. them that request, right? that's where I feel a little bit more I, I, uncomfortable. No, okay, let
1: me let me suggest a compromise. We're five minutes into a discussion and say, Bob, if you can hold on just a minute, let's get us through this item, and then we'll do a quick update for you. There you okay? go. Okay? How does that work?
0: That works for me. You would do
1: that. I still I, would not do that. I'm sorry, sorry, we haven't caught the first 15 minutes. We're not critical. I'll catch you up at the end of the meeting. And, and if she said back to me, you know what? That's not acceptable for me. I'd say, I- I'm sorry, we're in a meeting. And if she made me get everybody in my team out of the meeting so she could, you know, take it out on me. Well, I, I do consider either. that. What would she do?
0: Oh, I think it would be a conversation after me. My experience is most would have the conversation right. She'd with you. stew
1: during the next 30 minutes yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. And I wouldn't participate
0: yeah. fully and would be yeah. thinking more about how I disrespected her versus contributing to the yeah. the see, meeting. And so see, I, I me, would. that's
1: not disrespect. She started the disrespect by showing up late to the meeting, the meeting meeting agenda was published, and so on. And that's just gross. To me, that's just a gross power play on her part. Okay, so here's... Would you do that to somebody, Mike? Would you expect to get caught up? Would you have 10 people sitting around a room no, no. who were all there on time? No. No, no, absolutely. Okay, so why would you tolerate it from her? Because she's your boss, right? She's my boss, yeah. Yeah. See, that's that, that whole that
0: whole somebody asked somebody had sent us some feedback on the whole the whole military thing and and that's one thing, you know, you take your orders and salute and yeah. move on and maybe I haven't uh, after 20 years still haven't gotten. Yeah, I've
1: moved gotten on. past <laughs> it. But I
0: tell you what I would do. What I would do when it, and I'm we I'm assuming my My assumption in this conversation has been that I'm trying to implement some new behaviors within at least my organization. Right. And in this case, my boss is is going to attend. So I'd be wise to have the conversation with her prior to the meeting and say, hey, just by the way, I just want to let you know that I'm trying to change some effectiveness and some behavior in my organization. I'm going to start the meeting. I'm I'm going to start it on time and – and that's not, pretty
1: rare for around here, so I just want to let you know in advance. Yeah, Everybody and so, comes in late, you come. Right, to so if so. she
0: wants to be late, then at least she's, she's making a choice, and she's, that's good. she's, well, she's not going to be surprised by the conversation. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure I'm all the way with you, so that's, right. we, can, uh, that's we okay. can agree to disagree on that one, but at least i level set her, and I think yeah. then we have a better chance of being
1: successful. And there's another compromise. I could say, I'd be happy to catch you up, blah, 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 Cut, catch her up. Then at the end of the meeting, say, I'm sorry, we didn't get to everything, folks. If the meeting's over. It's 3 o'clock. I told you we'd be done at 3. We're done. And then I'd ask for some time with her later, not right after the meeting. I'd say, hey, listen, can I give you some feedback? Or, hey, can I share with you what I'm doing with my meetings? Can I share with you that 10 minutes really took time away from the meeting? I'd really like to run my meetings where we start on time and finish on time. And and there might I can just see a boss saying, yeah, wouldn't that be great? i said, well... We can either complain about how the meeting structure is around here or we can do something about it. These meetings are gonna run on dime. If you wanna come in late, that's great. Is there any way that I could catch you up afterwards? Or is there any other way we can do that? So we don't have ten people sitting around waiting for you to get caught up. I'm not suggesting that you weren't doing something more important. I'm just saying, in that you were, do we need to have ten people sit around and wait while you get caught up? Right. I'd probably say it a little bit more judiciously than that.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now we're getting we're getting okay. We're getting closer. Bob and Sue have a meeting right after this. So they got to get to kind of catch up later on the information. Yeah, for example, something yeah, like that. Good, good, excellent. We should do this. Be, we should do a little poll, okay? Mike, yeah, for, well, Mike versus Mark. Okay, if, if, I think if, I'd lose if your boss I, is. I, you well, know, doesn't I, make it. That doesn't mean it's right though. Right, we, yeah, we, exactly. we, we know that, right? Yeah. So,
1: I, I would encourage our readers to write in and say, you know, show what manager dash tools are Say, hey, this is what I do and it works. But don't tell us you start meetings late waiting for your boss because that ain't the. Yeah, that's <laughs> no. No, no, we can agree on that. <laughs> 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 so, what's next? Stick to the agenda. Oh, gosh. You know, it's one thing to have an agenda, and then it's another thing to ignore it. If you have an agenda and then you ignore it, and the classic one is a 10-minute agenda item that you're 21 minutes into a discussion on and you still haven't cut off debate. Yeah. Okay?
0: This is a hard one. I, I think this is something we're going to come back to in the next two shows or maybe the third show yeah. and talk about some techniques on how to stick to the agenda because this right. is going well, be tough. It,
1: well, no. Actually, it's really easy to stick to the agenda. It's just hard to actually introduce conflict. And you know, I tell you what, a lot I've been reading lately, Mike, about, oh, we want to have consensus and we want to build. All the senior, the really smart guys and gals that I read, you know what they say? They say, conflict is inevitable. You should embrace conflict. Senior leaders in major corporations say, boy, we fought about that strategy for days and there were still two or three people who didn't get it, but they were willing to implement the strategy because the CEO said, this is where we're going. It's not all kumbaya right, right, right. all the time. We, sometimes we need to introduce conflict. It's as simple as this. You want to stick to the agenda? At 820... When the 810 agenda item is supposed to be done and you're two minutes away from doing it, you say, okay, it's 820. We're supposed to move on to the next item. We can finish this in one minute and I'll give us a minute or we can just stop right here and we can start with the next agenda item. That's all you have to do. And and, and sometimes it's the boss saying we're going to take one more minute and make a decision or you have, Bob, you have one minute to wrap up. Um, or Terry, you, you you know, I'm sorry, I can only give you one more minute, and then we have to move on, or create
0: it, an action to go gather additional information so you sure. can come back at a subsequent meeting exactly. to resolve the issue. But
1: the way you stick on time is the the leader, or in this, we're going to talk about facilitators in the next in the next um, session, the next podcast. But but the way you start, the way you stay on time is at 8:20, you move on to the next item. Now, here's what I do at 8:18. The facilitator, or the leader in this case, if you don't have a facilitator, says, hey, you got two minutes, Bob. And actually, even let me even be more subtle. I said that wrong. What you say is, at 818, you say, two minutes. You let them know. You got two minutes. Right. We're on the agenda for 10 minutes here. We don't have all day. That If you think we have all day, that's why you hate meetings, because they start late and they finish an hour after they're supposed to. So at 818, you say, two minutes. Now, subtle difference. At 819, you say, Bob, you've got one minute. Now I'm using their name. Now I've gotten their attention. And at 8.20, you say, Bob, I'm sorry. We're going to have to move on. I know you're still giving your report. Can you wrap up? you got 30 seconds. Wrap up real quick. Okay, 30 seconds out of 10 minutes is no big deal. And you let them wrap up, but they're still going wrap it up. Said, so, say, Bob, I'm so sorry, but we've got to cut you off. Ask me to get time on the next agenda item. And then if Bob reports to me, I'm going to give Bob some feedback about, hey, you've got 10 minutes. He says, well, I told you I wouldn't be able to finish. No, I gave you 10 minutes. I want to work on, with you on how to finish something in 10 minutes. Okay? We all don't have as much time as Bob may want. Or for that matter, if it's a meeting with my boss, how much time I want. If he gives me five minutes, i got to get my point across in right. five minutes. So at 8.20, you say, I'm sorry, Bob. I just got to cut you off. And if Bob says, well, I want to keep on talking, you say, Bob, I'm sorry. It's my meeting, and we got 10 of other people here, and we've got Terry wants to brief, and Jane wants to brief, and Mark wants to brief, and Jim wants to brief. Everybody's got to have their time. We're going to stop here. We'll come back later. If we have time, we'll come back to your topic. If not, we'll put it on the agenda for next meeting. Right. And, yeah, Bob is a little bit irritated. And how does everybody else in the room feel? They love it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Thank
1: gosh we're actually sticking to the agenda. And you know what? Do that two or three times and what will people start doing? They'll finish in seven or eight minutes. And your meetings will finish early. Okay? Okay. You know now can the you know using reminders is a good thing being respectful hey Bob you got one more minute Bob I'm sorry I'm out. you know and when I do it I kind of slump my shoulders I lean forward a little bit I don't say Bob your time is up I lean forward I kind of shrug my shoulders a little bit I lower my voice I'm so sorry Bob but time is up we need to move on okay.
0: you know I I missed something earlier I don't want to take yeah. us back uh, I missed something earlier though one of the, one of the steps we talked about or one of the ten things the third one I think I mentioned was set ground rules oh I mean, gosh really, we didn't and we didn't talk about the ground rules, because a lot of our conversation, of the argument we had earlier, is solved by the fact that we have established set of ground rules that people know. Hey, look at, we're going to start on time. We're going to stick to these times. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think we've been talking about it in the context where these ground rules are not clear. This conversation with Bob becomes. A piece of cake once right. he understands the ground rules. Yeah.
1: And, and and uh the ground rules for your weekly meeting should generally be the same all the time. And, and they're as simple as some of the things we're covering here, we start on time, we finish on time, eight ten to eight twenty means you gotta be done at eight twenty. Here's what I'm gonna do when it becomes eight eighteen, eight nineteen, and eight twenty. And I know that probably some managers out there are gonna say, gee, that seems kind of trivial. But meetings eat up an enormous part of our time. I don't know that many people who think meetings are good. They spend hours in meetings, and they don't get anything done. And then they finish late and so on, as we've already covered. So being very, very clear about some of these very things, setting up some clear ground rules. And and, and you know what? Let, next meeting, let's talk about what the standard ground rules are. We can do that. It shouldn't, okay. shouldn't be too difficult. Good. Um, so sticking to the agenda. Also, there are times when the agenda can be wrong. You may discover that it's rare, but, oh, my gosh, we really have just uncovered an enormous mess. But what you don't do is blow the rest of the agenda and say, oh, we're just going to blow everything else off, unless everyone decides that it's really trivial and we need to cover this. What you say is, we don't have enough time to cover everything we'd plan on covering. We need to make a choice. My general recommendation is if item number three is going to take an hour when, in fact, we thought it would take 15 minutes, you say, you know what, let's have another meeting with just those people affected by item number three. Well Let's still cover everything else we're supposed to cover in this meeting, and then we'll come back at a separate meeting later in the day or tomorrow, and we'll cover item three with a 30-minute meeting all by itself or an right. hour meeting all by itself. You want to be sensitive to the fact that there are crazy things that happen all of a sudden. You could walk in and say, I'm sorry, but we just, had a, we just acquired a new company or we were just acquired. We're going to wipe this clean and we're going to talk about what just happened in the news today or in the press or whatever. That's fine, but that's rare. That's three or four right. meetings a year. It's not every week, which is what most people treat. Agendas as well. Let's just throw it out if we don't like it. That's not the way to run meetings, right? Okay, all right. What's next? We started on time, we stuck to the agenda, we publish an agenda
0: using a parking lot.
1: Oh boy, this is
0: uh, we're not talking about for your cars or no. having a place to. Uh,
1: park and where. while I said fixing responsibilities is my favorite one, it's I just love doing that at the end of each agenda item. Parking lot is a very, very powerful tool, and people who have never used it before when they first use it they say, Wow. Boy, that really, really works. And it's simple as this, a a parking lot is a place for issues that come up in the meeting that are not on the agenda. So let's say we're talking about quarterly sales projections and somebody says, well, hey, listen, before we do that, we really need to talk about the logistical problem we've got. That brings up the fact that we're having trouble sending in our sales reports or whatever else. And the meeting facilitator or the manager has to say, whoa, time out. That's not on the agenda. We're talking about sales forecasts here. It's important. We're going to throw it in the parking lot. We're not scheduled to talk about that. It's valuable, but it's not on the agenda, and and uh, you can do it a number of different ways. I like putting a flip chart on the wall so that if somebody can go, anybody can go up and write it on the flip chart, right, in big letters, so that we can come back to it at the end of the meeting. Um, or you can have a piece of paper in the middle of the, the middle of the table that somebody writes on, or the the leader can write it down. I find that if it's visual to everybody, it's a little bit more effective because they everybody remembers it's a reminder that we've got so we've put something in the parking lot um but that keeps you from going down those rabbit trails and saying okay yeah i don't want to talk about sales forecast but we got to cover this logistical problem and suddenly we spent 10 minutes on logistics right it was third or fourth yeah. on our list and we never got to the primary yeah line. some
0: people won't will feel uncomfortable with the parking lot but if you don't do that your chances of staying on the agenda are incredibly small right you, you got to do the parking lot. otherwise people don't have just like in getting thing done right if yeah. you don't have a place to to put it, it's cycling somebody's mind. This person, instead of thinking about what we're talking about, is thinking about how they're going to yeah. get the, the conversation turned back to the, whatever it is that they need to cover. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so
1: hey, at the end of the meeting, you've got five minutes for parking lot issues every single time, and there's a neat trick to that. I'll or neat neat value to that I'll come back in a minute. At the end, you don't actually handle every single item. In other words, let's say you wanted a 15-minute logistical discussion. You don't have a 15-minute logistical discussion in the last five minutes of the meeting. You simply say, okay, what are we going to do about the logistical thing? We can't solve it now, or maybe we can if it was a small item. Uh, We have to decide, can we get it done, whatever we need to get done in the next five minutes. If we can't, we say, okay, the way we're going to action that.'" because it's in the parking lot, is we're going to have another meeting or Bob's going to make a recommendation or whatever else. So we're, going to put right. it, we're going to put it on our next agenda item because it's not that critical. If it was, we would have had it on our agenda to begin with. Um, so we, we don't actually solve the problem, but we decide how it's going to be solved so we can still finish on time. But here's the neat trick, Mike. You have an hour-long meeting, and the last five minutes from 2.55 until 3 o'clock is for the parking lot. Nine times out of ten, there's nothing in the parking lot. And you finish your meeting early, provided you've stuck to the agenda along the way. And if you want to go over a couple of minutes from 2.55 to 2.57, lucky you, you're still finishing early. So parking lots are a great buffer at the end of the meeting. It gives an off, it gives you a place to offload items, and it still finishes you early very, very often. That's great. Okay, look. Well-
0: Wait, let's stop. Let's stop there. We okay. You know, we're trying to keep these things down to thirty or forty minutes. We're right. about out of time. We you know we respect uh, our listeners' time as we respect ours. So we'll start with um, setting ground rules. Setting ground rules next right. time. We'll cover the other five uh, pieces we talked about in terms of getting out of jail,
1: and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, meetings. We spend too much time in them. They're too darn important. When you add up the number of people around the table and how much time they take, we ought to do them well, and it's easy to do them well, and this is the way to do them well.
0: If you do them effectively, how much time do you think the average manager could save in unproductive meetings each week?
1: Ten hours. Ten, Ten hours. Ten.
0: An entire two hours a day. An entire day. Yeah. Well, part of a day, and yeah. if, you know, fourteen-hour days, but yeah. So if I can save an, an entire day of unproductive meetings, I think that's something I'll do. Yeah. Might be a habit worth developing. Yeah. I
1: right. actually think we could have a whole third section, not just of uh, meetings, Mike, not just on questions. And I'm, we love questions. Show at manager-tools.com. But but just talking about some of the, the strategic meeting approaches. This is how to run a meeting. We're talking about how to run effective meetings. But there's a whole way of inter- thinking about meetings, I think, that makes – that makes for an even more. Oh, absolutely. Manager. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's a show in and of itself. Yeah. So we there's can do a that lot things we can of things we talk about show. there. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. Great. It's always great. All, all right. stuff. We'll, uh, we'll see you all next, uh, next week. All right. Well, until next time, thanks again for joining us here on manager tools. And as always, you can find us on the web at www.manager-tools.com. And you can send us feedback to show at manager-tools.com. So until next week, Uh, Have a great one, and we'll see you then. Bye.